Welcome to Dorothy's List, Vermont Public Radio's book club for kids based on the books nominated for the state's Dorothy Canfield Fisher Award. I'm your host, Amy Noyes. Today we're discussing Last Day on Mars by Kevin Emerson. It's the first book in a science fiction trilogy called Chronicle of the Dark Star. For this episode, we visited the library at Lothrop School in Pittsburgh. Mars is a very different place from Earth, but the Earth colony on Mars is the only home Liam and his friend Phoebe have ever known. They're the main characters in Last Day on Mars. The book is set in Earth year 2213, but the Earth doesn't exist. Before it was burned up by the sun, the human race fled to colonize Mars. But Mars is also on the brink of destruction, and humans are leaving Mars for a new home across the galaxy. Back here on Earth, at Lothrop School, students are contemplating what they'd miss if they had to leave their planet. One of the big things these students in Pittsburgh would miss is trees. So nature, basically. Yeah. 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 It's very beautiful and unique. Yeah. And it's like no other planet. These students have some questions about the book for author Kevin Emerson, starting with fourth grader Blake Jackson. What inspired you to write the book? We put Blake's question and questions from other Lothrop School students to Emerson. First, he admits... Well, I've always wanted to go to Mars, to be honest, and to travel in space, and that is looking less and less likely in my lifetime. Um, But I think it might be possible in your lifetime. But he says his main inspiration hits much closer to home. My big inspiration for the book really was the theme of growing up and leaving home. And I sort of centered on the idea that my main character, Liam, has spent his life on Mars. And it's kind of like moving to a new town, leaving his home and going to this new planet, except it's much further than a new town because you can't you know, go visit your old house and you can't see the new house because it's 100 years away. And I just thought that was an intense emotional uh, experience. And I moved from one town to another when I was about Liam's age. And I remember just having a lot of emotions about it. That was really what inspired me to come up with the rest of the story. Sixth grader Mark Jackson asked, Why did you choose to put the book on Mars and put in the details you added? Mars is particularly fascinating because it is like Earth in many ways. So it almost seems like you could go and live there, but then it's different in a, in a bunch of critical ways that make it very, very dangerous. And so I really enjoyed imagining what it would take to live there and all the, you know, kind of technology we would need and, you know, how surviving there would be so difficult. And I wanted that to feel very realistic. And Emerson says, as the trilogy progresses, his characters travel even farther They're headed to a new home on a planet called Aru-5, on the other side of the galaxy. They hope it's a lot like Earth, but, of course, no one has been there before. Ultimately, I wanted to write this story about my characters and humans getting further and further away from what is really our home, which is the planet Earth. Mars is like one step, and then the further they get, things get more and more different than Earth. Here's author Kevin Emerson reading from Last Day on Mars, just as Liam and his family are leaving their apartment on Mars for the last time, before shuttling off to another solar system. Ready to go? Mom appeared in the balcony doorway. Liam just shrugged and turned away, hopefully before she'd seen his tears. In a sec. It's time. How are you holding up? 
Fine, said Liam, but he felt the ripples getting more turbulent inside. Mom sighed. I'm going to miss this place, too. I know it doesn't always seem that way, since we're working so hard to leave, but we did raise you guys here. Liam wiped at his eyes. Yeah. I know it's hard leaving. Your father and I had to do it with Earth, and you've got it even worse. The only thing we know for sure is that we can't stay here. I wish we could, said Liam. I like it here. I know you do, said Mom, but this place isn't even right for us. Humans aren't meant to live in this atmosphere, this gravity, these temperatures. The longer days, the extra seasons. None of it fits us. Doesn't seem that bad to me, Liam thought, but he knew it didn't matter. Here wasn't going to be around for very much longer anyway. Sixth grader Sarah Loisel was one of many students who wondered, How long did it take you to write the last day on Mars? When asked to make a guess, Sarah thought, Maybe like a year and a half? Or maybe a little bit longer, I'm not sure. Fifth grader Samantha Davis had a very different guess. A week. Emerson says it actually took him a couple of years to write the book, but it's something he's been thinking about for a really long time, since before some of these Lothrop students were born. I had been thinking about the beginning ideas of this story for almost 10 years. I have some notes on my computer that that date all the way back to 2006 when I was thinking about how to come up with a story where I could have young people on a spaceship on their own far from home. That was really where I wanted to get to. And then as I was thinking of how to set up a plot that would do that, you know, one thing led to another and I finally had this whole idea for Last Day on Mars. And then I sat down to write it and I wrote a first draft that was kind of almost right, but it needed some work. And then I wrote a second draft that was actually less right and kind of went in some wrong directions. And I had to write a third draft that kind of corrected for what I'd been trying to do and fixed it all up. I did spend longer revising the book than I did writing the book. Uh, and so all together about two years to get it right. Sixth grader Randy Lancor wanted to know about another aspect of the writing process. Was there any research involved in writing the book? Author Kevin Emerson says there were two big topics that he researched extensively. One was Mars and what it would take to live there because I wanted that part of the story to feel very realistic. None of us have ever been to Mars, and yet I wanted you to feel like you were there. So I tried to get those details about the environment and what living there would look like. I tried to get those to be as realistic as possible. And then I also did a lot of research about space travel and specifically how long it would take to get to other planets and other star systems and what technology we might have to get us there, what we would need. One of my big goals in this book was to not use something like um, warp speed or hyperdrive. I wanted uh, the universe to feel as big as it really is because it's really big and it would really take us a very long time to go to other planets. I actually did a lot of math just thinking about distances and speed. <laughs> it was more math than I expected to do. But those were the two parts that I wanted you to really feel like were real. Lothrop School fifth grader Kaya Blaisdell wondered if Emerson did all that work on his own. Do you have any other people working with you? Emerson says he bounced a lot of ideas off his friends and family while he was researching and writing the book. Plus, he had a team of people helping him at Walden Pond Press. Yeah, in a way, like everyone I know has worked with me on this book. Um, I mean, I have an amazing editor. Uh, his name is Jordan. He's at my publisher. And he and I have been talking about this idea from its very beginning. 
a bunch of other people at my publisher helped to edit the book and proofread the book. And there's the amazing artist who did the cover and the art team that designed it, even though, you know, it's just my name on the book and I did spend most of the time working totally by myself. Um, I really did work with like a lot of different people in my life to make this book possible. Sixth grader Savannah Cook wondered why Emerson chose to write this particular story. What made you write about this book over any other idea you had? Emerson says his editor actually picked it from a list of his ideas. When I was deciding to write this book, I had written a book with this same editor and the same publisher, uh, a book called The Fellowship for Alien Detection, which is another science fiction book that takes place on Earth. We'd done that book and we were talking about what to do next. I always have a bunch of ideas and I, I was like, which one do you like the best? And he was like, this one would be really cool because it kind of builds on your last book and no one's really writing science fiction like this. And then I thought about it a bit and really, really got excited about the idea. Our last question from fifth grader Sidney Stout brings us back to the premise of the trilogy, that the sun becomes a supernova and destroys our solar system. Sidney asked, Will the sun explode? Okay, this is a great question. And your tone of voice suggests that that it might be sort of a freaky idea to you, which it is to me. As I was early coming up with this idea, the first time I told it to my kids, my son kind of had a, a very sort of freaked out response. Um, he was like, our sun is going to explode. And the answer is no, our, our sun is not going to explode. In fact, it's impossible for a star like our sun to go supernova. So the entire premise of this book is based on the idea that something unnatural, something that we can't understand about the universe has happened to our sun, uh, to someone or something has changed it. The sun will run out of energy in about five or six billion years. It's th that's the best guess that we have. And at that point, it'll expand a bit and then die down to a white dwarf, but it's not going to go supernova. But anything can happen in science fiction. And for Dorothy's List readers who want to know what happens next for Liam and Phoebe, the second book in Chronicle of the Dark Star is called The Oceans Between Stars. And the final book in the trilogy, The Shores Beyond Time, has just been released. The book is Last Day on Mars by Kevin Emerson. And special thanks to Lothrop School Library Media Specialist Christine Tate. Next time, we'll visit Champlain Elementary School in Burlington, where students are reading Beyond the Bright Sea by Newbery Honor author Lauren Wolk. That's the next selection on Dorothy's List. Ask your librarian for a copy so you can read along. <laughs>